1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience podcast. Today I have with me Butter Raka, international recording artist and Amazon best-selling author. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are now?
0: Oh my goodness, I have a, I have a long journey. Um, <laughs> um, my name is Butterbee Raka, as you stated. I'm an international recording artist. I started when I was about... I started making money and actually doing it seriously when I was about 15, um, living in Tampa, Florida. But I was coming to Atlanta, Georgia, working with Bobby Brown and working with Usher, and that's how I got started. Um, around 17, 18, I had two deals on the table with Warner and with um, with Warner and with Sony, and I ended up getting t- into a car accident, which left me drinking from a straw for six months. Um, From that, it took me a year to come back um, into the field. And when I came back, the deals were no longer on the table. So of course, I went through a little depression because music has been the only thing I've ever wanted to do. and so got married, had kids, you know, the whole picket white fence, you know, type scenario. But I was still doing um, scenes in the music industry, but I was behind the scenes at that point doing stuff for like um, artists like TLC, Akon and other people, Black, um, Zane and other people like that. And eventually one day I was in the studio and I heard someone reference, there was like a guitar player there, who handed uh, someone their demo. And I know I'm definitely telling my age, talking about some demos, but <laughs> they they handed someone their demo and they was like, you know, on top of me being a guitar player, I'm an artist as well. And when they left, uh, the people was laughing at him and was like, man, you know, people need to stay in the lane. If you play guitar, just play guitar, man. That's the only thing we hired you for, you know, when he left. And that was like a pivoting moment for me because I was like, okay, if I want to be known as more than just a background singer, I'm going to have to get out of that lane because, you know, clearly this is what people think, <laughs> you know, of you when you are trying to do multiple things. Um, so I kind of detached um, from doing backgrounds and um, started working on my own project. I put my own project out in 2010 and um, my my, um, I'm a songwriter as well, so as a songwriter, you either would be in my ass cap or, or CSAC. Um I'm with CSAC, and I did a, a Christmas show, which was really, really big to be able to get on, and I had just signed to CSAC. So they put me on their Christmas show. They put me on their magazine as the next um, big up-and-coming you know, artist or whatever. I did a show for Centennial Park, which was in front of 5,000 plus people, and that was my second big show um, with my own band and my own material. And um, from there, I got an offer to go over to Africa, and I've been touring ever since then.
1: No, that's great. And then you started at like 15. Before then, did you always know, obviously, that you wanted to be a singer? I'm sure you were obviously blessed with with the gift to sing, but how did you kind of decide to do so?
0: Yeah, I um, I actually, I, my mom said I, I came out singing out the womb, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely have been singing all my life. Um, at age four, I started doing talent shows and everything, I, you know, I won, but you know, kids, you're, you're a baby and you're singing, I don't really know if you really won because everybody wins, you know, in my opinion. You get a car, you get a car, you know, type thing. <laughs> so, uh, but no, nah, I've, I've been singing for a very long time. Um, I started taking it serious when I lived in Tampa. I was about 11. We started doing um, talent shows. I was getting whooped. I mean, getting whooped big time <laughs> at first because I, you know, I was new. So I had to learn the ropes. Um, I had to learn... The etiquette of being on stage, you got to have a lot of stamina to be able to get up there and perform and dance and do all these different things and everything. So, um, you know, it was it was kind of tough at first. And then um, and I was singing with my cousins and we had this group called NOLT, which meant none other like this. And, you know, thought we was cute and doing it. And um, I mean, it it went really good. Um, And then we started Somehow we got into the studio with this guy named Gio Hall uh, that lives here in Atlanta. And um, then we started working with Bobby Brown's camp and started opening for Usher and stuff like that. And he had just got his record deal. He was chubby back then. You know, a little 14, 15 year old little chubby little dude just had his first little song called Call Me The Mac. And, you know, I thought I was doing it up because I was one year older than him. <laughs> so um, that's how we got started. But I've always known I no wanted to sing.
1: That's awesome. And from when you started till now, has there been any kind of uh, changes in the music industries in, in terms of uh, making it to now? Obviously, like the regression rate is very high. You know, people get in, get out, uh, get certain opportunities. What What do you need to kind of withstand it all and uh, kind of uh, pass through the test of time?
0: Honestly, I think that you have to, um, you know, with anything you have to be able to adjust to the times um, because the times have definitely changed. I mean, back in my day, and I, oh, this sounds so crazy to say, but like we didn't have all that social media like they had back then. Because I mean, if we did, man, people really would have blown up, you know, a lot sooner. You can, you can put one song on social media and it blows up like crazy and become a, an overnight success. And we didn't have that. We had to really bust our butts and, um and everything but on the flip side of that um it kind of makes it hard a little bit for I'm not gonna say real artists what I'm saying it makes it hard for some artists that really you know really are busting their butt and really putting it putting their all out there but they don't have the social media numbers as you know the, the young lady or the young guy that, you know, got a more popular song that is is a little younger than them and stuff. So it makes, it's a little harder, but um, uh, you have to be able to, to stay relevant. You have to be able to shift with the times you can't, you can't come with the old school and you in 2020, it's just not gonna work.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think you have to uh, embrace technology and whatever kind of industry or uh, walk of life you're in. For example, like TikTok is kind of blowing up now. And the main basis is music. So people tie in different songs, different clips to their, you know, video. And uh, there's a lot of songs and a lot of artists that blew up solely from, you know, that they became become trending and then they get the streams. So at this point, you know, you can be an independent artist in 2020. And I think the barrier entry is a lot less than it would have been, you know, 10, 20 years ago
0: absolutely absolutely there's so many there's so many opportunities as an independent artist i'm an independent artist
1: and um
0: with me being that i'm able to do whatever i want to do and um you know i have a lot of friends that have won grammys and are big 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 stars and everything but they don't have the flexibility um that i have you know and i can i can maneuver however i want to maneuver, and. Um, You know, it's not it's not all about the big companies anymore. You can you can put your stuff on YouTube yourself. You can get that digital distribution. There's so many things and so many opportunities now that we didn't have before. And you can literally take control of, you know, of your music.
1: Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed?
0: My my children motivate me the most um, to succeed um they are definitely following my footsteps they they are in the music industry and they in the digital you know world and everything and um they they're looking up to me so that's the biggest motivation um and then I have a lot of people that you know contact me and saying that you know my music inspires them and my story inspires them um just uh 2018 December 2018 I um ended up having a torn meniscus um, dislocated my shoulder, torn meniscus, torn ACL. So uh, this past year, has been a little rough um, in, in regards to, it's been a little rough in regards to being able to tour because I've been touring like since 2007, I left corporate, um, my corporate job, and I've been touring all over the world since then on a regular basis. So um, when I injured myself, of course, that, That was an eye opener for me and and I had to figure out, okay, besides being on stage, what else am I good at? You know, so since then, I've been able to produce a book that became an Amazon bestseller. It became a bestseller in seven hours called Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. Um, It's about it's about the music industry and my my ups and downs in the music industry. It's so many things that has happened um, since I injured myself, but really good things that has made me become creative in other ways.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to uh, turn around, uh, you know, certain pitfalls or things that happen to you either, you know, health issues or like you said, injuries or losses or anything, you know, financial uh, business things, and then obviously not dwell on them or sit there and feel sorry for yourself. Like you can't do it anymore. Constantly redefine yourself and constantly improve and obviously I, I think personally if, if I'm not kind of redefining myself and trying to be a better person day after day and grow You become stagnant and kind of complacent with life.
0: Yeah, you know what? That's that's something that um I talk about heavy in my book because I mean you're you you're put on this earth to grow I mean like you just said you you become stagnant and you're not growing and you're not learning and that's not going to be productive for you in any form so you have to be open to uh, you know you have to be open for change um change is hard you know and but it's necessary
1: i agree so what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today
0: well um uh, when i say change is hard that that's i think that's one of my biggest weaknesses because it took me it took me a minute to be open um, for change you know you can get so stuck on how things used to be you know I was so I was so stuck on you know I'm a singer I'm a singer that's all I know how to do you know and that's all I've been doing what else am I going to do and it, it became a very pivoting moment for me but I had to learn okay I do have other talents um, and If I can't be on stage, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? So um, it forced me to look within and it forced me to have to change. Um, I'm used to, you know, changing for me was scary because I had a safety blanket. You know, when you know where your next meal is going to come from or where your next show is going to come from and all of a sudden you don't know that anymore. Of course, that's scary. You know, it's very scary to not have that security, but I had to jump out there. And, and just go for
1: it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting kind of that one foot and then getting that momentum. Once you get momentum, regardless if you get any trials or you know, pitfalls or roadblocks, you learn from those and grow. And then the, the, the challenge now prepares you for the bigger challenge later. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional?
0: Um, to, to, to not be afraid to jump out there and just go for it. Like you said, uh, you got to put one, one foot forward and just, just keep going. You have an idea, just go with it. You know what I mean? It might not be the best idea. Uh, you might have to make some, um, you have to, what I call plan, do and review where you got to plan it out, do it and and then review it and see if it's working. And if it's not working, then just adjust yourselves, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think it's important to, you know, try new things and fail. Oftentimes you do fail and from failure, you, you know, adapt or pivot and get to your goals. And I think with that, even starting, once you start a lot of people, a higher percentage, even when they start quit too early. So they get discouraged. They think they're not getting the numbers in terms of music. You know what I mean? In terms of exposure or a deal. And then they just quit. And I think uh, people quit too early. This podcast is kind of a side, you know, hustle for me now. And I like talking to people and networking, but it has grown. And uh, I think I put off starting it for like five years. And then I finally said, let me start it. And then it started picking up steam and it's still picking up steam, obviously. But I could have, I started it two years ago. So, I mean, I could have still been saying, oh, maybe one day, maybe one day. And then time's not going to stop and wait for you.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely not going to stop and wait for you. You have to seize the moment and just go for it. And um, one thing I want to piggyback on is you you are going to fail, but at least fail forward. You know what I mean? And and keep going. And again, learn from the things that are happening and, and, and don't be afraid. People get so people get so stuck in just the start. You know what I mean? Like you said, you had you had this dream, and you wanted to do it for five years, but it took you it took you to two years ago to finally say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going for it. And since you went for it, you've learned along the way. I'm, every podcast is a, you know is a different learning curve for you. You know some of the things that you tried at the beginning of your podcast might not you might have changed by now. You know your flow, your your whatever. You know what I mean? So. You have to you have to be able to just go <laughs> to just start.
1: Yeah, and it's constantly improving. And before it was in video, now it's video. Before it was just a white wall. Now my wife built this little set for me at home, so I have this. I like this. it.
0: I like yeah. your set.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I got to thank her for that. But yeah, like you said, and if you do fail, not being you know angry or spiteful about it, like you said, learn from it and take something positive out of it and move forward. Right. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you?
0: Yeah, definitely. You can find me on all social media at Butter B-Rocca. That's B-U-T-T-A, b thats buttab is in boy, R-O-C-K-A. Um, and I'm on all social media um, under the same thing.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: Thank you so much for having me on your show.